Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Media Boat Podcast special March Madness Bracket. Yep, March Madness Bracket. It's that time of year again. Welcome to March. This is our second episode in the 2022 March Madness competition we have going, which is this year about Disney animated songs. So if you missed the first episode, here's basically what we're doing here. We're taking all the musicals in the Disney animated canon. Um, so no Pixar, no Disney Toon Studios, nothing outside of the canon of Disney films that are usually recognized as the six, but they're at 60 right now, right? Yes, it's at yeah. 60. So anyway, um, basically what we're doing is choosing eventually one song per movie that we deemed eligible, then breaking down those songs into uh, into a 16 song bracket. So in the first episode, we went through the first couple of eras of Disney animated films. We started in, 19, in the 1920s with Snow White, moved all the way through to 1989, ending with Oliver and Company. The reason why we cut off there is because once you have uh, Little Mermaid in 89, it changes into the Disney Renaissance period and that's going to be the probably the most difficult decisions we'll make here. So yeah, so thank you for joining us. Today will be the Disney Renaissance period. So 1989 to 2009 and 2010 to 22, which I've named the CG period, which goes to current day. And basically, we're going to go through the first part of this podcast. We're going to go through and Determine from all the songs that list are in these films, determine one song that is the best song out of that movie. Yes, it's going to be difficult, but I think we can do it. I've got a panel of experts here. My name is Matt. Matt, Matt wow, I almost forgot my own name. My name is Matt. <laughs> With me, as always, is Mike, and then also some special guests. I'm Mike. He's Matt. And to help us narrow down this absolutely impossible task... <laughs> are two Disney experts. We're stamping them as Disney experts. <laughs> yeah, she, oh, that's new information. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I haven't even heard of some of these songs. <laughs> I, am, I am opinionated. So. Yeah, that's true. That is true. It's true. <laughs> yes, we have always friend of the show, Christy, joining us and always reference doctor joining us. <laughs> the, the doctor is in. <laughs> so thanks for joining us let's get started so basically what we're going to do we're going to go movie by movie we're going to give some brief context and then we're going to get a list all the songs in that are we deemed eligible in that movie now what i mean by that is in order to become eligible for a bracket we have a couple of rules one the song must be well the movie must be a musical uh by common definition of what a musical is and two, the songs that we're using, they have to be diegetic, which means that a character within the world of the film has to sing it. So that means that your Tarzan, for example, where a song is sung by Phil Collins off screen, does not count. What? Yes. Yes, that yes. means no Brother Bear, no Fantasia. Fantasia, no. yeah. So stuff like that, anything that's not a musical song sung by a character in the musical, that, that doesn't count. So yes, it's clear we... that the Disney experts have a problem with this. But... <laughs> yeah, whatever, <laughs> man. Our rules. Our rules. Media Boat Podcast decided this. I was just going to say the stage production of 
pretty sure that song. <laughs> this is not the stage productions, though. This is just the animated originals. Anyways, so without further ado, let's get started. We take the timeline back to 1989, and The Little Mermaid is the first movie we're going to go over. Of course, very notable here. Beginning of the Disney Renaissance, also notable for the first um, the first songwriting we see written by Howard Ashman. Um, and it was basically him that kind of transformed the Disney musical into what it is in the modern sense, brought in the stage musical uh, construction of uh, what songs go where and changed how they were made. So very important movie in the Disney over. Mike, can you read us the songs that we're deciding between? Yes, we will be deciding between the classic want song of Part of Your World, the absolute jam Under the Sea, <laughs> the villain song Poor Unfortunate Souls, the romantic song Kiss the Girl, <laughs> and Matt's personal favorite, Les <laughs> It's just funny. I don't Can think you actually it, sing that for us, Matt? Uh, no. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, this is going to be a real tough one because part of your world, of course, like as Mike said, is like the quintessential Disney want song. It's like, like just gets that out there, just describes everything you need to know about the character of Ariel in just in, in one song. It's like, this is what she wants. This is her ultimate goal here. And what she's yearning for, what she doesn't have in the place that she's living, and what she wants in the place that she can't go to. Though notable That's the here, whole story in motion yeah. too. But what's notable here, though, under the sea, though, is the one that won the Oscar for best original song the year uh, that it was uh, eligible. So there's, but and also, you know, you have people. I could see an argument for poor unfortunate souls here. I don't know. This one's hard. They gave the villain a song. We did credit Cruella de Vil. <laughs> but Crowville never sings her own song. Right. Ursula actually sings her song I'm here. I'm surprised that counts then. She sings yeah. it. <laughs> so and there's always kiss the girl. Whoa, whoa. All right. So yes, they're all catchy. It's all wonderful. What what is what does somebody want to uh, propose first as like a possible winner here? I don't even know what less poissons is. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, like, I'm, the, I'm still not past that. The scene uh, in which uh, yeah, Sebastian, I'm not going <laughs> to sing it. So it's the scene in which Sebastian is being chased by the chef. chef is, so the chef has seen it, seen oh. Sebastian, wants to cook him, and he's trying to escape. That's so he's thinking about how much he loves fish. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> so yeah, we can knock off Le Poisson. Yeah, we can probably knock it off. Yeah, it's more of a... Thank you for coming. Yeah, it's more of a, it's not really a proper song in the score. Yeah, but Sebastian gets exist. the other song in Under the Sea, <laughs> arguably the catchiest tune of the whole uh, the whole film. True. Is that what you're you're going to try yes, to promote here? that's what I'm here? going for. Okay. Well, I'm here. Uh, Under the Sea, because it gives you the setting, gives you the place, gives you the time of day, and it's trying to convince <laughs> you of the time of day it's basically the anti-want song i mean yeah i guess i have an opinion when i think of little mermaid it i I didn't look at what was on this list before but (laughs) under the sea like personifies 
this movie probably a little bit more than part of your world just i think it's the first ocean attempt of disney i mean now there's finding nemo and (laughs) but like um i think i'm gonna go with under the sea as well Uh (laughs) uh-oh uh-oh because i think that uh christy and i might be on the same page here oh i'm gonna say that this is this has to be part of your world it's perfect it's the perfect introduction to the world of the movies perfect introduction to ariel who ariel is um i get the argument for under the sea though it's probably a catchier song so i get why it would win an award and i get why it would be memorable also it has something that party world doesn't quite have almost and that we've mentioned a lot on the first podcast when we did this um is you see the visuals in your head when you think the words under the sea. You know exactly what choreography is happening on the screen. It's very memorable, like it's a very memorable scene in which it's happening. Part of your world, less so. I mean, she's in the grotto and she's, um, there is of course the iconic shot of her doing the, the pose on the rock. The yearning pose. Yeah. No, she combs her hair. And she with combs her fork. hair with the fork. With the whatchamacallit? Yeah. yeah. The, you know, you, you got thingabobs. He's got 20. Um, so yeah, I think that, yes, I think that you're both right that Under the Sea is probably more iconic and memorable, but- You did say it won the Oscar. But part of your world is like Howard Ashman's masterpiece. Is it's the thing that he, it's the print that he made on these things. It's the, it's the proof that like, oh no, this is gonna be different from here on out. And it's the first like salvo of that happening. So to me, it represents something bigger than just the movie, but also it's such a good first song in the movie. But if it you guys encapsulates the whole movie, not the first yeah. song. Like, okay, I'm under the sea, but I'm also talking about up there, and right. there's not really any good up there songs. That's true. Not until um, uh, in Hunchback, where there's a song that really called that. It's called Out There. Out There. Sorry. <laughs> anyways but yeah like um so i unless you guys have like like uh unless you guys are really like i I, you're selling me on under the sea but i still i'm I'm still partial to part of your world but if you guys partial as you want but the oscar only went to one song and it wasn't part of your world (laughs) i know but the academy has voted for the wrong things before (laughs) <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, see, crash. Moana. Yeah, <laughs> Moana. Moana. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> no, no, Moana lost. Moana is what we're saying. Oh, I was gonna say Moana was. Supposed no, it should have won, but yeah. it lost yeah. to that Moana song. That's from... what we're saying. Moana should have won, but it didn't. Uh, it lost that song Moana. from. We'll get there. We'll get to Moana. Moana's perfect, but anyway, that's <laughs> yeah, another we'll under the sea-ish thing. Um... <laughs> yeah. So, so we're two. We're split. We're two against two here. So, right, well, so okay, so we, we can eliminate we can eliminate the ones we have not talked about. Girl. Yeah. So we're down to these two. So theoretically, okay. Mike was explaining to me before, we're gonna end up picking four um right. from this like time period. Correct. Out so of these twelve films. to basically play better than the rest. I mean, theoretically, couldn't we keep them both in and figure it out later? So 
Um, not not how that works. Yeah, I think no, we. You didn't explain that part of the rule. Yeah, what? Yeah, we that? could. We were not informed. Well, yeah, we could I'm do very it. Very not informed. <laughs> we, we could do it that way, but in the first podcast we established, we we're only going to do one song eligible per movie. So because that makes it because it makes it harder for us because it makes the space that it forces us to choose a horse instead of just being like every song from Little Mermaid is in the bracket <laughs> as much as we'd love to do it. Play the song. <laughs> <laughs> the winner who wins the whole thing. No. Um, <laughs> All right. So so back to it's the, out shiny for the winner. Um, yeah. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That's the finals right there. No. So the task at hand here. We are between part of your world and under the sea. You guys are uh, for under the sea. So what would be an argument that you would say? For the legacy of the song, because that's another thing I talked about in the first. In the you first have three episode. notes of "Under the Sea," and you know what it is. Do, yeah. do, 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 do. Okay. And you know what it is. You're in for a fun time. It's actually the song that <laughs> rides around in the in the theme park ride. It's yeah. "Under the Sea." It's not that's part of your world. So to be fair, the theme park ride is actually a medley of several songs from the film. To be fair, well, there's a kiss the, the girl part too. That part is under the sea. Anyway, well, and I think no matter what age group you look at, the more recognizable song for like kids now that would watch it would probably be under the sea too. That is if true. Want to it argue is about legacy? Sing along staple for sure. Yes. Yeah. Unless you're a musical theater kid who's auditioning for something. Yeah. <laughs> also, story. an ensemble, whereas <laughs> part of your world is one long monologue. Yeah. Say. Under the Sea is an ensemble piece. It's also a better song. But anyway, all right. I think that, yeah, we're, I think we need to move on to the other songs, or the other movies here. So I will give this to you guys. I will say Under the Sea because you're I right. I guarantee you we'll see it on something else, but that's one of my favorites. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you had a good argument for Under the Sea. You guys came prepared. So I will, I will admit to I, I really did. <laughs> but this next one is going to be a bloodbath because it's time to talk. About Beauty and the Beast. Oh, if we thought we were vicious before. Oh, man. <laughs> this is my favorite of all of these. So I'm especially passionate about this movie. Um, um, notable for being the first uh, uh, Disney animated film to be nominated for Best Picture before the animated category existed. Um, and yeah, this was also a big winner for Academy Award for Best Original Song, but not the one you'd think. So, Mike, can you read the songs that are eligible here? Yes, we have the opening song of Belle, where she's going through the town. Mm-hmm. We have Gaston, the, uh, yeah, villain song, but sung about the villain. Right. Song. The literal showstopper, Be Our Guest, where you literally stop the show and get treated to <laughs> a nice dinner and a show. Yeah. Something There, the love song, which goes into... Beauty and the Beast, and then yeah. ends with the mob song. You're wincing at which one is the mob song. And that yeah, one the one people forget because it's beast. called the mob song. Be prepared, be prepared. Be prepared. <laughs> There's a lot of yeah. be prepared. All right. Um, be prepared is coming late. Oh, we'll get There's to be a, prepared. There's a theme. <laughs> How about you guys go first on what you think about this one? Um, so this one to me, I feel like I know where this is going to go because similar to the, the battle between part of your world and under the sea, 
I feel like it's easily going to be a battle here between Bell and Be Our Guest for similar reasons, right? To me, Bell is a really good establishing song for the entire world of the movie. You get to see who Bell is. You get to see the, the place she lives. You get to see every character in town. You even get introduced in Gaston before he has his song. Like you get like really good like bird's eye view of everything that matters, and it doubles as the want song at the end. She wants adventure in the great white somewhere, you know, et cetera, et cetera. It's very iconic, and it's like to me, it's the image that I think of when I think of this movie. Not but, only that, but with Bell, you also yeah. it's a moving shot. Everything moves through the town, unlike part of your world, which is set in a single place of the grotto. Bell moves throughout the town. It's an ensemble of the town about Bell. Yeah. But I could understand Be Our Guest here because similar to Under the Sea, it is, as Mike said, a showstopper. It's an event. It is the movie basically exploding and being like, this is, this is what you came here for. This is the spectacle. No, does it really advance the story? No, at all. Not really at all. Uh, but it does, but it's fun and it's got the some great lines in it, including don't believe me, ask the dishes. So. Yes, but also Bell has <laughs> Marie get up baguettes. <laughs> Hurry up. Hurry up. <laughs> um, I just want to say honorable mention, I don't think it's gonna play here, but Gaston, I just want to mention it is probably one of the funniest songs in a Disney film ever. I especially like the fact that I like that they managed to fit in the word expectorating. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. Um, yeah, but Gaston is also a song like Bell, where it's sung to him about him. Right. He doesn't actually sing until the very end, even though it's only a couple of notes. Yeah, it's a it's an ensemble thing. Um, so I'm kind of leaning more towards Bell. It sounds like Mike might be as well. What are some other thoughts? I mean, I think we have to argue for the song that actually won. It was actually played on the radio. Beauty Do we, Beast. though? <laughs> Is it Beauty and the Beast? Yes, Beauty and the Beast. I think that's my favorite. Really? Yeah. Yeah, and I think that has to be it, too. <laughs> wow! <laughs> like, how can you not include that one? I get that Bell sets the scene, but, like, yeah, the, and, the, and whole, the whole story is the tale as old as time. Yeah. <laughs> the, the movie is literally called Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> it is, yeah. It's a very pivotal set, set piece in the movie. It is, yeah, it's a song that won the Oscar. It's also, yeah, you're right. They played also, it on adult contemporary radio for, for a couple years. Also, when you see Belle at Disneyland, what dress is she wearing? Yeah, she's wearing the big yellow one. Wearing the big poofy yellow dress, yes. So yeah, I mean, you're, I guess, yeah, that is a good point. It also point. has the iconic ballroom sweeping shot. Yeah. But is it going to hang with everything else? Because when I think of them as songs, and I think of the bracket that we're going to build here, it doesn't compete with Under the Sea. It may not even make it into the bracket. That's the thing, is I feel like something with, but like, Bell. I don't Bell, any of them will. I think Bell could. Mm. Uh, but I worry about Beauty and the Beast because it's such a ballad. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a one eight. It's just such a ballad, a bunch of bangers is my worry. A ballad of bangers. Well, I mean, like, let's be real. <laughs> that song is probably going to come from this bracket. These first, like, three, three or four movies we're talking about. I don't know, though. There's some strong ones. 
Ooh, Mulan. In the middle there. Mm. Uh, that I think that might be tough to beat. Um, I don't know. I'm going to win, but anyway. I'm still for Belle. I don't know, Mike, have you been convinced about Beauty and the Beast here? Oh, no, I'm fighting for Belle. I just think we need to talk <laughs> about Beauty and the Beast because yeah. it is the title of the song and also the title of the film. <laughs> Without, you know... Okay, so say we take Belle out of the movie. Would the movie survive? The, the movie survives. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Can we still get an introduction uh, no, somehow to Belle? Well, yeah, I you guess take Beauty and the Beast out of the movie, you're basically gutting the heart of it. I don't agree with that. I don't think it's super necessary. Because you already at that point have them play, you already have them, um, you've already done something there. You've already sh- shown like that they are falling. Well, because something there goes right into Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, I think you could have any song there. I don't know. You're convinced otherwise. You just argued yourself into <laughs> voting for Beauty and the Beast, so. Oh, no, I'm just laying out everything there. No, but you, <laughs> there's something there. <laughs> there's something there that wasn't there before. Perhaps. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, so, okay. So what about, okay. So what about between the two, Belle and Beauty and the Beast. Which one makes you think of the movie first? Like if you heard it playing or you saw the movie, which one do you think of first? Opening song. I mean, the first three words of Beauty and the Beast is Tale of Zelda's Time. Mm-hmm. And you immediately know what song it is. It's iconic. Can you say the same yeah. thing about Belle? I mean, personally, I, I think it is. But. I don't know the words to Bell. I just go. Doo, 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 doo. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. Bell starts off with talking about this provincial town as she's walking into town. Right. Yeah. Anyway. All right. I, I seem to be walking uphill all of a sudden. So I guess, I guess, yes, that Beauty of the Beast is named Beauty of the Beast. So it does make sense to be here. Uh, yeah, I guess that's fair. It is iconic. I definitely didn't go into it thinking it was going to win, but here we are. I thought Be Our Guest was going to win. But... You didn't argue for Be Our Nobody Guest. argued for it. Oh, no, but it, but it's, I mean, when there's a comparison, it's like not even, yeah. I mean, you, you have to, it's like you have to, there's 10 other good songs, but it's like you have to pick that one. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. Okay. Anyways, well. there's other songs. I mean, Beauty and the Beast might not even make it to the top four. Because so. we have to get through this killer back-to-back here. Yes. First, or next, I should say, Aladdin uh, came out the following year. Uh, that box office smash. Uh, ushered in the era of the celebrity guest voice dominating animated films. And it's never gone away. Um, you open the film with Arabian <laughs> Nights, yeah. which, yes, even though it starts off as being sung by existential voice, <laughs> it eventually pans in to the merchant singing it. Right, the merchant slash genie. It qualifies. It does qualify. When we get like to the next genie. film, that first film song <laughs> does not qualify, and we'll get there. Yeah. Um, there's also one jump ahead. Yep. One jump. Head of the bread flag, the Aladdin song. Yeah. Um, but 
do they really have a candled chance to the next three songs? No. That's A Friend Like Me, uh-huh. Prince Ali, and A Whole New World. Just three bangers in a row. And this time, even the ballad is a banger. Yes, it is. <laughs> um, it's a duet. The ballad is a banger. <laughs> I need a shirt that says that. I know, I do need that. Whole New World, the sex song. The sex, the sex song. Come on, keep it PG. Yes. Your innocence. Your innocence. You over sideways and under on a magic carpet ride. I know that poor carpet has to <laughs> feel like that. It has their asses all over them. This all the time. Burn, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it's his revenge. Um, before we give it to a whole new world, even though I probably think that's going to happen. I just want to talk, I think, about Friend Like Me because it's an event, man. It's, it, it, it really, I could see an argument for it because it's very much like. It's the, like Under the Sea. It's loud. It's yeah. fantastic. It's a showstopper. It's awesome. It's also, and, yeah. It's also the song for the genie in the film. And the genie is arguably like the biggest part of this movie, or at least was for a very long time. Like when people think of Aladdin, they think of the genie. They think of Robin Williams's performance, and they think of this song. It's 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 I, it's really hard though because a whole new world, however, also won the Oscar. It was also the first time that you saw a Disney uh, animated uh, a song from a Disney animated film be number one and at the on the music charts, which is only a feat that was only met this calendar year. It was this uh, Encantos. We don't talk about Bruno. Is the only second time that's ever happened. We'll talk <laughs> we'll about Bruno later. <laughs> we will talk about Bruno later. So yeah, I think that it's it's kind of hard to argue against a whole new world. It's it's so symbolic of karaoke and you want to sing a duet song. Yeah, it's a whole new world. Yeah, everyone knows a whole new world. Everybody knows it. I like when jump the head. Serenade. Like jump the head? Yeah. You wanna make an argument for it? Yeah, because he's like when jump the head is red line. Yes. One jump the head is fast pace. It's fine. It's fine, yeah. Fell, but you also got to down. It's the only it's the only Disney song about the hustle. It is really. It is about the hustle. You're right. It's just a little snack, guys. <laughs> Um, is a whole is a whole new world our winner i i feel like it has to be every song in this list is awesome what about prince ali right prince ali is good too that's the thing about aladdin is it's just really really strong score prince ali is just the reintroduction song yeah but it's still good like that's the thing is not good yeah it has a whole parade it does have a whole parade there's giant elephants and there's a bit that that there's a bit about the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. It all works. But like also great. Talks about yeah. the menagerie. Ooh, menagerie. Yes, exactly. Menage. Um, <laughs> this, but yeah. I mean, I don't know who wrote this, but fantastic <laughs> music. Like, it's so good. So it's partial. You can partially credit Howard Ashman here. Uh, he uh would pass away before of course it was released mm-hmm. um but i believe tim rice finished it i believe he was brought in with alan Menken to finish it 
I want to say you're right. I think that's correct. So yeah, it was a team effort is what I'll say. <laughs> uh, but good stuff all around. But yeah, I think just for the legacy of it, the imagery and just how long, like how much of a staple, like Mike said, it is in Disney karaoke. I think it has to be only world. Agreed. I'm not arguing that. All right. And we are decided. Yep, we're out of quorum. Now let's get to a quarrel yeah. with the next song. Okay. I don't know. I think this might be easier than you think. Because uh, next we have The Lion King. The one that counts is the one you're not counting, but that's fine. Uh, yeah, that's the thing. And I'll get there. <laughs> I'll explain why. Christy agrees with me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But yeah, so The Lion King uh, is, is complicated uh, because there's only a handful of songs that are actually eligible here uh, because your opening number, Circle of Life, is technically non-diegetic. It is happening off camera. No characters are singing it. So according to our rules, it does not count. I think Rafiki is Rafiki is head. not singing it. In his head. <laughs> yes, in his head. Yes. Is thinking head, it. Maybe. That's just a headcanon, though. <laughs> Literally. Um, so the songs that are eligible, Mike. Yep, is the I'm Gonna Kill My Dad song, I Just Can't Wait to Be King. <laughs> the I'm Gonna Kill My Brother song, Be Prepared. <laughs> the I'm Gonna Live My Life. I'm Gonna Live My Life the Way I Want, Hakuna Matata. Yeah. And the love song, <clears throat> Can You Feel the Love Tonight? Which nope. does begin and end with Timon singing it. Oh, you're right. To Elton John. Oh, you're right. I totally forgot that. Well, that is the framing device. Opens and closes the song. Ah, so it For does the count. record, Mike also forgot because he's typing it in. <laughs> See right that? <laughs> yes. Uh, I, I just watched that scene. So. And by the way, real quick note: Has anybody seen the music video for "Can You Feel the Love Tonight"? Mike, have you seen that? So what it is, is it's Elton John superimposed over footage from the movie, and he's just like in front of it singing. It is super weird. But anyway. <laughs> I just wanted to mention it while we're on the subject. I do not think it wins here, though, because I think I just can't wait to be king versus Akuna Matata is the battle. No. No? She, she wants to argue for be prepared. Really? Yes. Wow, okay. I mean, yes, it is one of the it's quintessential Disney song. villain songs. It is campy, campy as hell. I just feel like if you're not going to do Poor Unfortunate Souls, the least you can <laughs> do is put be prepared. Like, <laughs> yeah, then, but... Even, a, even against each other, Poor Fortunate Souls is the better song, and we didn't choose that, so. It's homophobic. <laughs> Wait, be prepared? No, no, she's saying not including one of those. She's saying it's homophobic. <laughs> 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 I just um, guessed. <laughs> <laughs> um, I... As a kid, so as a kid, I really loved The Lion King. It was like my favorite movie up until like age 12. I loved everything about it. I loved, I just can't wait to be king, especially because I saw myself in Simba 
at the age I saw it. And as did like, most kids your, that age. Most boys that age, you know? Um, but as I get older, I don't, I don't like it because it doesn't do anything with the story. It completely like goes into this weird imagination world instead of staying attached to the world of the characters. Compared to the Lion King uh, live action film. And I don't love the precedent that it sets to the rest of the Disney films where it's like, at least one of these songs is going to be completely superfluous and not like, and just talk about like, maybe about what a character wants, but it's going to take place in this other world of the oh, like that's not in the film. I don't like that it set that structure up for future Disney films. It also has um, some talk singing on the form of Zazu. Yeah. Um, who Kuna Matata, on the other hand, is very catchy, very memorable. Yeah, put it on a shirt. There's a reason why in that scene in Toy Story, if you remember this, they're playing Hakuna Matata in the minivan. Mm-hmm. Is because at the time that Toy Story came out in 1995, the Lion King soundtrack was the biggest thing in the world, especially Hakuna Matata. And so, yeah, like I think it's it's the song that people remember from this movie above all. It's our nonsense song. Yes, it is an anti-lesson, and is it actually the thing that Simba learns not to do? Yes, it can also be that. But it's also super catchy and fun. Yeah, but it's also a lesson he needed to learn at that time. I mean, it's a proud Disney tradition, right? I mean, the bare necessities. Mm-hmm. Um, why should I worry from Oliver and company? It's all the same. It's, it's Hakuna Matata falls in those footsteps. <laughs> I'm fine with Hakuna Matata. I'm not going to argue against it. I'm not hearing Anybody any else? other arguments. I, I mean, I everyone loves Hakuna Matata. Hakuna I mean, Matata. it means no worries. <laughs> I mean, since you took out the actual winner. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just going to say it right here. Uh, can I? Can you feel the love tonight sucks? <gasps> <laughs> I got a guess. I, I, I fundamentally disagree with you. Wow. But... is not going to feel the love tonight. <laughs> I didn't think Christy and I would agree on so many things. But I guess apparently. so. Yeah, you guys are on the same page here. <laughs> I just, I don't think it's fun. I don't think it's a good song. It's boring. No, it's not. They can feel the love. <laughs> I mean, well, Circle of Life is the real winner, but Honorable yeah. Mention is Hakuna Matata. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Hakuna Matata is your actual winner, though. The real winner is Be Prepared. But we will like, Except Mr. Lane. Yes. Mr. Lane. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's move on. All right. Whereas this one's kind of tough too. Yeah. Whereas The Lion King was the big success and the critical and the critical darling, Pocahontas, not so much, uh, came out a year later. And uh, Disney thought it was going to be their big award winner. And now it's just a movie full of baggage. Yeah. (laughs) Pocahontas <laughs> was supposed to have the 18 on there. And it did. And this is what and this is what you got. Not to be that not to say that the songs aren't good, because that's the one thing that Pocahontas has in its favor, is that the songs are excellent. And you can thank a man named Stephen Schwartz for that business. And in case anybody listening to this doesn't recognize that name, he's the man who would later give us Wicked. Uh, but for now, he was the lyricist with Alan Minken on Pocahontas. Mm-hmm. All right, so you want to go through these songs that are eligible here. Yep, we start off with 
the Virginia Company. <laughs> also an ensemble opening. Yes. Uh, Steady as the Beating Drum, which, yes, is the actual name of that song. Yeah. The, the, the two are kind of of a, of a unit because one is establishing the world of John Smith and the other is establishing the world of Pocahontas. But let's be real here. There's three songs, well, <laughs> two songs actually. I'm still going to count Savages as oh, a banger of banging of drums. <laughs> but we're, we're going to narrow this down essentially to just two songs. Yeah. The songs that Pocahontas both sings, one to herself, the Watt song, and one to John Smith, talking about just around the river bend yeah. and colors of the wind. What I like about both of these songs is because they take an existing structure that existed from the previous movies in this list and make slight tweaks to them. Just Around the River Band is your want song, but it's also like so much is happening on screen. So much is like so much visual flair and so much you learn a lot about Pocahontas the character and how adventurous she is, how willing she is to try new things. And like how different that is in contrast to John Smith's character. And what I like about Colors of the Wind is that it's kind of a dual purpose song. It's your love song in a way because it's them bonding with each other. Because Pocahontas like, here, let me show you what my experience is. But it's also like a really good like reminder of like what's at stake for Pocahontas. This is this, this is her belief system in a song. It is everything that John Smith's crew has like the ability to destroy. Um, what we'll say about Savages is I don't really feel like it belongs here. It's the most baggage of all of them, not just because of the fact that it's called that, but also because of how both sidesy it is. <laughs> it's very much like, well, yeah, they're bad too. Oh, but they're bad because of these reasons. And ultimately the less of the song is like, oh, I guess they're both bad, which doesn't age really well. So... <laughs> I don't know. Anybody have an argument? Oh, I'm not making any argument to have sandwiches. Like I no. said, that's why I changed the name to sandwiches. Yeah, I call it sandwiches. Yeah. <laughs> um. Hey, we'll get there. <laughs> I think colors the wind. Colors the wind. I agree. Yeah. Is because, that because I literally she's actually it to someone. There's that. I just googled the first line of it because I was like well which one yeah. of those uh starts with that line yeah um, the people who are to know which was the right one right that's and the it one. That one yes it is yes it's very memorable and it's got a lot of cool mem uh, uh imagery to it too I was like, gonna say all the leaves flying around yeah yes. the cool imagery of yeah the cool like riding over it, the river when it goes into those like watercolor moments is really cool yeah. and and when and looking up at the stars and seeing the the grinning bob bobcat yes it's very ever heard the wolf cry yes to the blue corn moon no, <laughs> no. Grinning bobcat, <laughs> yeah it's very evocative it's very clear you can see all the images in your head I think I like the action of Just Around the River Bend, uh, personally, but I 100% get the argument for Colors of the Wind. Colors of the Wind, like, even if you just watch the music video of Colors of the Wind, that mm -hmm. segment, 
you get everything there is to know about the film Pocahontas. Yeah. Yeah, how high does the sycamore grow? Well, if you cut it down, you'll never know. Never also, Colors of the Wind has my dad's favorite line in a Disney movie, which is, you can own the earth, but still, it is only earth until, is that what it you is? Can, Something. Yeah. I thought it was Rome. Oh, is it Rome? I don't remember, but it's a great rhyme. <laughs> it's and it's very Stephen Schwartzy. Oh. <laughs> so that's the ultimate Stephen Schwartz. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, no, I think we can go safely with Colors of the Wind here. I think you guys are right. Well, you're right too. I was gonna yeah. say both. both <laughs> We're all those... right here. This is a. This is e- I'll say it's easy, but. Both of those this are, is, yeah. it's it's really only those two are the options. And yeah. Okay, the lyric is, good, so. okay, Chrissy's got the lyric. You can own the earth and still, and still. all you'll own is earth and till. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> all you'll <laughs> own. Oh, so good. Anyway, we need to move on. All right, it's time for probably one of the hardest, in my opinion, one of the hardest decisions on this list, believe it or not. I know it's not everybody's favorite, but The Hunchback of Notre Dame is secretly the one of the strongest scores in Disney history. It's got some great songs in it, and it's sad that people write it off. People forget that it existed. Um, but yeah, it, it, I, I think it's one of the lesser of the canon uh, in public perception, and I think that is doing it a disservice. Well, it's because it comes right before, like, the other box office right. favor. Things before it did better and things after it would do better. So it's kind of in the stuck in the middle. But uh, let's go through the songs that are eligible for it. It opens up with The Bells of Notre Dame. Yeah. The Want Song, Out There. The Showstopper, Topsy Turvy. The Villain Song, Heaven's Light and Hellfire. The uh, likable song, A Guy Like yeah. And, Odd one out. <laughs> okay, Jason Alexander, what you gonna do? <laughs> and lastly, the Court of Miracles. Yeah, Court of Miracles probably the weakest on this list, believe it or not, because it barely exists. Uh, it's mostly just at the like established place when they get down there. Um, a guy like you to tie them up. Yeah, a guy like you is also kind of hard to fight for here because it's so unlike the rest of it. It's the comic relief song. And you don't really need it. It's also Jason Alexander. Among others. More Jason Alexander in your life? <laughs> um, but the rest of these, I don't know. I have a personal favorite, which I'll get to. But right from the start, The Bells of Notre Dame is such a killer opening song. It's, it's, like, it's up there with Belle in terms yeah. of establishing the world and establishing your characters. It does both of those things. And also just like that, that killer, like recurring theme the motif throughout the, the, the movie of the that bell sound like the it ends on that bell sound and that yeah. carries through the rest of the film right just the da 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 it's like classic and it like is yeah it's just it ooh give me chills give me chills um out there is the one song it's definitely also similarly bombastic um and Topsy Turvy's fun. Um, I don't particularly love it, 
But the one that I'm going to champion here, and yes, I'm finally going to do the villain song here, is Hellfire. Because it is unlike anything else on this list. They actually gave a villain song a very, like a villain, a very serious song. And it's super non-Disney in the way that they pull it off. Because it is not just him being like, oh, I, like, here's my villainous intent on, like, killing, killing Esmeralda. Uh, But it's also, oh, but I also am secretly super horny for Esmeralda. It's a song about this dude being super, super horny. (laughs) Oh, no. He's very horny for Esmeralda in the song because he's rubbing the scarf or not Uh scarf, you know, that she gave gave her, gave him all over his face, like, He's basically <laughs> fighting his urges. Um, yeah, he is. There's the line of, do I, like, do I follow my uh-huh. lust or do I follow my duty? Right. It's wild that this isn't a G-rated movie. And the fact that it exists and it's so, it's so, it's so powerful and it works so well. This is, this is my pick for this movie. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it's my pick too. <laughs> see, here's your, um, there's, here's your villain song. Yeah, she's watching it right now, I think, because she just made a say, thing. I don't remember this at all, so I'm going to just vote with whoever. Ew, he's doing the thing that Benedict Cumberbatch does in Wait, what? <laughs> she's right. Mike, you remember this? <laughs> if you didn't hear her, she said, he's doing the thing that Benedict Cumberbatch does in Power of the Dog. <laughs> Um, sure. you're not wrong, I guess. <laughs> well, there you go. We managed to wrap oh, it into a current like sexual lyrics. What? Oh, yeah. yeah. No, oh, yeah. I'm no. telling you. Yeah, her this... smoldering eyes still scorch my soul. Yeah, like... I feel her. I see her. The sun caught in her raven hair is uh... blazing in me out of all control. Whoa. I mean, he's not wrong. Like he's fire, well, yeah, hell It's true, but like, and again, that's the motif from the Bells of Notre Dame at the beginning of the movie, reused here. It's such a good score. Like, it's one of the most like, like consistent any of these movies has been in you reusing these motifs. I just ah, it just every time I think about the, this movie being slept on as much as it, it just makes me mad. It's so good. And this is one of the reasons why it's so good. It's just, it takes risks that no other Disney movie before or after has. So does anybody have an argument for a song that's not Hellfire? <laughs> I don't know any of these songs. No, it's Hellfire. Sounds like it's we need to have a movie. Song. It's the ultimate villain yeah. song. Sounds like we need to have a movie. Just, watch not this. only like arguing with <laughs> Esmeralda, who's not there, He's arguing with himself, right? And his God, and God. It's yeah. very much like a. It's very much struggle about like sin. So yeah, I don't I know. I need to rewatch this movie, but that's I what I'm saying. Worry. Movie night. <laughs> we should do a movie night. You you won, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> trust me, is what I'll say. Rewatch this movie. Trust me, it's a moment. It's it's a thing. All right, let's get this next one over with. <laughs> oh wow! Tell me how you really feel. Uh, the next movie, of course, is 1997's Hercules. In my opinion, the moment where the, the downward slope starts. I know that fellow millennials like this movie. I don't really understand why they do. Um, there's moments in it that I appreciate, but I just think it's not as strong. 
It does have some bangers, though. Uh, let's go through the songs. Yep. Uh, we start. So Hercules is a bit of a um, oddity because most of its songs are sung by the muses. Yes. Who only like pop in and out specifically to sing songs. They so act as your. Does count. They act as a literal Greek chorus yes. uh, through the film. <laughs> but we're going to limit to only a handful of songs. The opener, the gospel truth. Yeah. The Michael Bolton song. <laughs> I can go the distance. It is a Michael Bolton song. Don't I know, I just <laughs> forgot. He does the credits version. That is yep. true. Uh, One Last Hope, which is the um, Danny DeVito song. Right, yes. Which I always forget exists every time I see the movie. And then I'm like, oh, right, he does have a song. It's your training montage, technically. Yeah. Uh, Zero to Hero is your hero montage. Right. <laughs> yes, the catchy, <laughs> upbeat one. Yeah. Where with um, the like all the two thousands commercialized mm-hmm. Greek imagery in it, <laughs> and the love song I won't say. Yes, I'm in love for yes. Um, I think go the distance among the pantheon of op- like near opening want songs. It's pretty strong. It's well written. It's got a really good climax to it. The chorus is fun to sing. But the real winner here has to be, in my opinion, I won't say I'm in love. And that's not just because I have a soft spot for Meg or a soft spot for girl groups. Those things are both true, but I still think it's the strongest song in the movie. Because <laughs> it's the anti-love song? Yeah, I like that. Well, it's kind of, yeah, it's a love song, but that's also not, right? Like, that's, that's, it's cute. And she turns it, like, it's the process of her, like, realizing she might have feelings for him over the course of the song. It's very cute. I mean, does Hercules earn any of them? No, but that's a different conversation. <laughs> she could do better. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm moving for zero to hero here. Oh, okay. Because it happens right after the Hydra scene. Yeah. And it's when you're montaging through what's essentially the 12 labors of Hercules. Yeah, I guess so. Actual like historical context thrown in there. It's fun. It's fun. I like that. Historical context. Put him on an action figure with his packs of pretty pecs. I feel like if we're going to go back to our argument about like what personifies the movie, it's mm-hmm. more that, but yeah. I don't feel particularly strongly about this anyway, but um, so could yeah. go the distance could work too. Yeah, go the distance like is also <laughs> falls in that. Um, yeah. It's the iconic song from Hercules. Like I, said, ah, I guess, yeah, when you're talking about like, yeah, iconic moments it's probably between those two um i guess i guess then the question is do you want to go more traditional uh, or do you want to go like more like really leaning into the the fast pace a fast-paced version of the gospel uh theme that's running through the film <laughs> um, and that's 
what the gospel truth opens with and kind of runs yeah. through with zero to hero. Right. It's tough. It's essentially the same course too. Thank you. It's it's tough. I don't know. I don't like I don't really have a horse in that race between those two of them. Uh but yeah, I think that for me, like which one would I rather hear first? Probably zero to hero over go to the dis oh go the distance. I can go with that. I can go with that. So if that's a consensus. Yeah. Sounds like it might right. be. Ah, oh, can't believe Meg got. That song is good, though. I'm Ignore good. it here. I won't say I'm <laughs> so good. It's a good song. All right. It's the actual. It doesn't represent the movie. I guess not, but still. All right. Let's move on to another millennial favorite. Mulan. Uh, all the bangers. Uh, are they? Yeah, I don't know. So again, um, like, it's, it, Mulan's tricky because it was it seemed like that they wanted to have their cake and eat it too with it because it is still a musical and there are some like traditional Disney musical uh, moments in it, but so much of it is very serious and very action oriented um, that it loses a little bit of that vibe for me. And so some of the songs actually stick out. Um, yeah, so I don't know how I ultimately feel about the score for Mulan, but uh, everybody my age seems to like it more than I do. So <laughs> let's go through the song. Yep. Uh, we open with, well, not really open, but the beginning first song is Honor to Us All. Right. As it shows one case of Mulan, of who her family wants her to be. Mm -hmm. And then you have a reflection of who she wants to be. Yeah. The Christina Aguilera song. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then you have the karaoke song uh, I'll make a man out of you yeah I have a story about the song I'll get to it in a sec and yes technically there is another song out there after it yes. a girl worth fighting for <laughs> yeah technically a song so it gets technically a mention um I could see reflection just because of how memorable that scene is. Her cutting her hair, or looking at herself in the pond, having just a, an existential moment. Also, the Christina Aguilera effect helped the song a lot. It was on her first record, so a lot of people heard this thing. Um, and it was a huge smash for her. In fact, she also has a version in Spanish. Um, <laughs> that makes no sense. It doesn't make any sense, but she does. She recorded a whole album of Spanish songs shortly after her debut, and one of them is a Spanish version of Reflection. Weird. Anyway, um, but I'll make a man out of you is somewhat of a phenomenon with people around our age. The reason why I say that as an example, so in high school choir, um, it was tradition for our senior class to do a prank at the end of the year. I was not a fan of this, but the other kids wanted to do it. So our version of the prank was we started a song, immediately stopped the song, and then burst into the beginning of I'll Make a Man Out of You. So just in the middle of this chamber-ass choir song, it's just all of the kids start yelling, let's get down to business. <laughs> it was absurd. The choir director loved it. The crowd loved it. I hated it. But you know what? It's not about me. <laughs> it's not about That's me. Not I I get people have nostalgia for this, um, so I guess I could understand an argument for it. It is a moment. Um, 
I think you just provided the argument for it. <laughs> yes, I don't know. It's like, to me, so many of the songs in Mulan seem kind of unnecessarily, uh, uh, unnecessary beyond reflection. But I get it, is I guess what I'm saying. So I don't know. All I'm saying is that, <laughs> one, it's a karaoke song. Uh-huh. Two, it uses Typhoon in the song. <laughs> you know, I've heard songs out there with the word Typhoon in it. That's true. Just like it's expectorating. Very, I mean, it's, that's it's a, the montage. It's a big <laughs> arguing point, that Typhoon. Voice <laughs> number two. That being said, just to add a little point to uh, reflection, it's very funny to have uh, talk about this movie honor with back-to-back honor to us all with reflection because I feel like we revisited some of these very same themes in this week's uh, release of Turning Red and this conflict mm-hmm. between family tradition and your own self-identity. So I just wanted to briefly bring that up. Yeah, that's what <laughs> yeah I know, but still. <laughs> And look at where it got Mulan. <laughs> hey, she, she did bring always... honor to everybody. That's what the guy says at the end. Dang. <laughs> anyway. You should honor your family. Listen to your parents. Except, no, it's because the whole lesson of both of those movies is that actually it's fine. <laughs> Everything will be fine. <laughs> we'll honor your family. <laughs> Anyway, um, anyway I, topic. <laughs> I like reflection here, but I can see why any why people love I'll Make a Man Out of You so much. It is the bigger set piece. I mean, like you said, you start singing Let's Get Down to Business. And the crowd and everyone of kids will join will hear yeah. it and will say, To defeat the Huns. To defeat yeah. the Huns. It's very memorable. It is the legacy of that film. Yeah, as much better as for worse. For better or for worse, as much as reflection is kind of the, the glue that holds that film together, you take yeah. that song out, you probably don't have a good enough film. I'll Make a Man of You is the one that people walk away, remember, <laughs> walk away singing with. I guess you're right. All right, underline it. Let's give it to it. As much as I am. Don't I don't agree. agree but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you can make an He's convinced. I mean, you've made like every argument about how it's the the piece that makes, you know, we picked Beauty and the Beast, we picked mm-hmm. the whole new world because it actually reflects the the, the actual the actual, actual story. Reflection. And then you pick I'll make then you like heavy argue, I'll make a <laughs> You know okay. what? Consistency, consistency has never been a strong state of the media boat podcast. Really not this Adam's particular strong suit, but it, no, it won't make the bracket anyways. Shown here. It won't make the bracket anyways. Let's move on. Yeah, I was gonna say it doesn't really matter. So. Speaking of okay, things that will day. not make this bracket. We have to talk about Tarzan because this is complicated. As we mentioned at the top, most of the songs of Tarzan are not diegetic. They're sung by Phil Collins and don't exist in the world of the film. So that means all the ones you're thinking of don't count. There is one that's technically a song that does is technically sung slash scatted by the characters. And that's the trash of the camp scene. So we've included it here. And I guess it's the default winner. Yeah, um, like we said, <laughs> Phil Collins, a uh, disembodied voice, sings throughout most of the songs of Tarzan. 
Um, so, you know, songs like uh, Son of Man aren't making it here. Yeah. Tarzan also uh, introduces the era, the Disney animated era into the 2000s where they just gave up on musicals. Uh, Emperor's Ooh, New Groove, mostly not though. a musical. Question though. Uh-huh. Tarzan, You'll Be In My Heart starts off with the first two lines. Oh, does it? Technically, but the whole song doesn't actually pick up hmm. until Phil Collins starts singing. Does that count? I don't know. I don't think it... Uh, According to the rule book. According to the rule book, <laughs> if we don't want Trash in the Camp to make it. I don't think, I think any of it's going to... Yeah, matter. I don't think it matters because I think Kristen's right. I don't think either makes the bracket. Yeah, I don't think either will move forward. So it's fine. Yeah, it's a move point. Forward. Well, uh, yeah, and I was just about to do that. So yeah, Emperor's New Groove, also technically not a musical. The opening song is technically sung by a character on the screen. So it is the only one that counts. So I guess it wins. It has musical elements um, that aren't shown on screen, much like Tarzan. Yeah, yeah, just a couple, because Sting shows up. Uh, of course, the film used to be, was at one point a musical. Sting was going to write a whole score of songs. Uh, it's a whole story to go with yes, it. Just look up the Wikipedia article and uh, lose an entire afternoon. Isn't I've done that once. It's fascinating. <laughs> Read all about the film that wasn't called Empire of the Sun. It's fascinating. Anyways, then we move on to Home on the Range, notable as pre, to, pre before Princess and the Frog. It was the last hand-drawn animated film Disney did. Uh, I actually saw this in a theater. Nobody else. Sorry. <laughs> also, kind of not a musical, but it did have a song in it. So there. You go. Yes, it has the uh, second villain song. Yes. To appear on this list, the Yodel song. Right. It's just yodeling. It's fine. I don't remember anything about that movie. It starred Roseanne Barr. It's got cat cows in it. Yep. Yeah. Roseanne Barr and Dame Judy Dench were in oh, a film wow. together. Wow. Weird trivia right there. It is weird wow. trivia. <laughs> but then that takes us to The Princess and the Frog, which is actually a musical. So, and it'll wrap up the Disney uh, Renaissance uh, section here. Can you read off those songs? Yep, we start off with, um, technically I think we start off with Almost There. That's the one song. Technically, yes. Yeah. Then we have Down in New Orleans. Yeah. Friends on the Other Side. And When We're Human. Yeah. Now, I'm, I think I know where you're going to lean that. I think I, one of these songs. Yeah. Sung by favorite, Meteor favorite Keith David. Meteor favorite Keith David. Represent. <laughs> Is that all we need to say? Um, real quick though, I, I I do think though that there's something to be said about almost there. It is Tiana's song. It is kind of the thing that 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 I believe she's associated this she's associated with as a character now, and also the movie is associated with. Um, I think in the parks, it's the song it's that you hear uh, representing this film. Um, it definitely has the legacy angle, and also it's super memorable. She's had has a little bit of like a little dream sequence in her restaurant, imagining what it's going to be like once she owns the her own place and she gets to do what she wants to do. Um, I also like the theme of it. It's not just a one song, but it's also like a reminder. It's like, like of like the message of the film, which is like, 
like the if you work hard at something you'll get it in the end it's like the anti-disney lesson magic doesn't solve problem in fact it just complicates things in this film oh yeah, um, frozen yeah exactly similar to frozen would do what would frozen would do in a few years after this however mike's right i'm going to lean towards friends on the other side here it is wild it's a villain song and it's some of the wild, like the wildest imagery in the film is it during this segment. It's when you get to see Keith David's character do all of his magic. And it just, it looks cool. It's, it's kind of scary. It's kind of creepy. And to me, it's the most memorable thing in the film. Yeah, I don't know film you're watching. Clearly, it's almost there. <laughs> well, bye. Uh, anybody else has anything to say? Certainly not as biased. You're not as biased. I, I don't think you've even seen this film. I'm. I have, but I, I'm ready for the next bracket. Um. <laughs> All right, so we'll give it to Keith David then. <laughs> we'll give it to Keith David for sorry, now. T- sorry, Tiana. Sorry, Tiana. <laughs> All right, we'll give this to Keith David, and we're, um, as the song says, moving on to the other side. Okay, so. Uh, do we now do we need do we need to do the top four of these right uh, now? That's after. That's after. Okay. All right. Oh, we're gonna do the next we're, section tonight. We're, we're moving all the way through. All right. This won't take as long as there's only seven films here, and it does take us to modern day. So it takes us to this calendar year. So let or last calendar year technically, but uh, let's start in the Halcyon days of 2010. Disney has begun a new era by uh, starting a CG studio. And of course, it starts with Tangled. Um, Originally titled Rapunzel. Yes. They got moved to Tangled. We all know it as Tangled. All right. What are the songs in Tangled? We have the opening want song, When Will My Life Begin? Mm -hmm. The villain song, Mother Knows Best. The ensemble, I've Got a Dream. And Mandy Moore steals the show with I See the Light. Uh, this is tough. Honestly, this is actually really hard. Um, so I'm between both Mandy Moore songs here. When will my life begin? And I see the light. I can definitely see uh, those being the two. I see the light is cute because it is kind of your duet between the two characters as well. Um, right before the climax and everything goes bad. Uh, when will my life begin is fun though, because you kind of get to like, See what it's like being Rapunzel stuck in the tower for a little bit. And I like that she's like super creative and there's like art all over the place. She's talking about reading books multiple times and what she does to comb and comb and, or was it brush and brush, brush and brush, brush and brush my hair. It's fun. It's such a cute scene. It's such a cute song. And I do have a soft spot for Mandy Moore, not gonna lie. Uh, that being said, though, I don't want to ignore Mother Knows Best here. I do like see why the other two are stronger picks but as a villain song it's pretty strong and it definitely like like it's home like how terrible her mother is (laughs) um i really enjoy it and i i don't i wanted to at least mention it but i think you're right i think ultimately it's between the fun introduction guant song and the uh more ballady love song i've seen the light of me it's I see the light. Yeah. <laughs> Mike's this movie. Mike's like, you've never seen this? I was like, yes, I have. 
cute. Yeah, I, I've, I've grown to like Tangled more and more every time I see it. I think when I first saw it, I was like, yeah, it was fine. But now I'm like, especially if you look at what they would later do with Frozen and Moana, it's like, oh, this was the, this was where they determined the structure of these films and like really like nailed to what they wanted to do. And I think it only gets better with age. Um, that being said, yeah, I can I can see the argument for I see the light. I'm not usually somebody who's going to pick the ballad, but if anyone is going to be in a bracket, I think this one earns it. Um, it's a really good it's a really good song. And does it make me tear up sometimes? Ah, yes. <laughs> hey, any song that can make you tear up is a good song. That's yeah. a winner. All right. I think it it's works. a winner. I think it works. All right. This next one's going to be a little harder because I don't think it's any of a, a movie that any of us have seen a lot. I saw it in theaters. <laughs> wow. I'm sure. I'm also pretty sure. Only because, I, so fun story. I only saw this one in theaters because. You didn't have a problem. No. <laughs> I couldn't see. Harry Potter Part Two and the Deathly Hallows Part Two because all theaters were sold out. Burn! Talk about about your counter programming. I just grilled him so hard. Yeah, talk about your counter programming. I just burned you on your own. Winnie the Pooh, 2011. I um, burned you on your own podcast. Yeah, yeah, Mike, you're gonna have to do the heavy lifting here because I don't know what any of these. I did not see this movie. And it's not going to make it in the bracket anyway. So just make I've it. seen it once, and it, and ironically enough, I watched it right before we did our first uh, bracket, and we did our uh, original bracket for three or four years so you ago. The other, the wrong Winnie the Pooh bracket. Then. <laughs> <laughs> no, I watched both of them. So, so yeah, um, we have the tummy song, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, the opening. It's going to be great. Okay. Everything is honey, and <laughs> the unfortunate title Pooh's finale. <laughs> Who's finale? Does who die in this movie? No, no, it's just the finale of <laughs> Winnie the Pooh. It's called Pooh's Finale. That's the best counter programming to <laughs> Harry Potter. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say Harry that for, based on, just on the names of these songs, because I actually can't think of what they really sound like, I'm going to say I really like the idea of the tummy song, and I really like the idea of something called Everything is Honey. Oh, no, Everything is Honey is the obvious winner here. Um, do yourself a favor and uh-huh. watch Everything is Honey on YouTube or Disney Plus. It is everything that you imagine Pooh would be in like a heightened sense of him overly loving honey. Everything is awesome. Everything I would imagine Pooh will be is a very good sentence. Oh, Chrissy, have you seen this movie? Winnie the Pooh 2011? No? No. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, I um, vote for the tummy song. Oh, she votes for the tummy song. Again, without context. So, no, that's tummy. That's the I'm rumbly in my tummy song. That's him trying to get food. Whereas, uh, okay. Whereas everything trying is funny is him like, basically living funny. Pooh's best life okay. in a song. Okay. He turns you know into what? a bee in that song. All right, you're selling me on everything is funny. That does sound cute. He turns into a bee in there. What? All right, now the, the final stretch. All right. These are the ones we've been waiting for. It's time to talk about Frozen. Okay. Of course, the big uh, changed everything for Disney, became their most money-making movie of all time. Still uh, is. Still is. Uh, and part of it was because of how memorable the songs were, including one particular, but we'll get there. 
uh, what are the other songs that are not Let It Go? <laughs> <laughs> so it opens with Frozen Heart. Uh-huh. Um, do the, you want to build a snowman? <laughs> yes, the song about the doors. Do you want to build a snowman? <laughs> song about opening said doors for the first time in forever. Yeah. The actual door song, Love is an Open Door. Sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> <And> sandwiches. <laughs> um, the soft ballad, Reindeers Are Better Than People. <laughs> the Josh Gad song, uh-huh. In Summer. Yeah. And the unnecessary fixer upper <laughs> song. I was just going to say that if you did, I was going to say the completely superfluous fixer upper song. Because uh, they needed the song in the end of Act Two. Anyway, uh, uh, this is tough. There's a lot of strong answers, but are we really going to argue against Let It Go here? I think the real question is can somebody make an argument for a song that's not Let It Go? Um. <laughs> I'll make the argument of, do you want to build a snowman? Okay. Because it's super catchy. It actually moves the plot forward. It does. You move forward in time with the song. You see the brewingness of the powers within Elsa in the song. And I love... the visuals of it as well. And I love that it starts out so fun and this like way, like the, the sisters playing with each it other. Goes from happy to sad. And it goes and gets so happy to sad. sad. It gets so sad by the At end. At the same time. <laughs> it's, a, it's like, yeah, it's quite, quite an accomplishment when you think about it. And I think for the first time in Forever and Love is an Open Door, they're fun, but like, I don't know if they're as strong. Hey, Love in the Open Door is the first time your heroine and mm. your villain. Right. Sung a duet together. And it does also have a unique, like it's it's one of those few times where the song actually changes later when the reveal happens. And you look back at the song and be like, oh, he was lying through his teeth. And so it's fun to kind of reconsider it. Um yeah, I don't know. All right. Well, <laughs> I, I like putting this is, arguments this is out, all, but this is all really cute. But like, let's <laughs> it's let it go, obviously, yes. because yeah, no one really cares about Josh Gad enough for his number to to matter. So yeah, it's and it's not paint. that those it's not that those other songs are bad. It's just it's just that let it go is such it's it's Even going to be, it's so powerful. It. It's, it's like a, it, so I yeah. Mean, it was the thing that sold me on the movie before I even saw the movie. Remember like, you guys talked your way through the whole movie and wouldn't let me watch it? Everyone's <laughs> making me watch it. Good time. Anyway. <laughs> but yeah, like, it's just it's such, an, such a moment. It's such iconic. A good time. They recreated it in Kingdom Hearts 3. <laughs> shot. I like for the first time in forever. Oh, yeah? It is good. It's good. But it's not Let It Go. And so I think Let It yeah. Go is the Let way. It Go is so good. It literally changed the trajectory of the film it was making. It did. They wrote it, the song and said, mm-hmm. wait, we have to wait. rewrite this entire film. Yeah, and it works better before because of it. But Which it, has its own Wikipedia day and a half of looking. Yeah, but it's time to move on to the next film. One, the one that you are not going to be able to shut the four of us up about. Because <laughs> we all love this movie. We are all very passionate about Moana. <laughs> It was the first <laughs> media vote favorite film of the year. Admittedly, yeah. I don't know which song I like the most because it's so hard. To <laughs> I can I can throw Shiny out, but I know my husband <laughs> will kill me. Um. So uh, after the success of Frozen, they turned once again to Broadway. 
<laughs> up some a new lyricist. Yeah, we have Lin Manuel Miranda. One, Lin Manuel Miranda making his Disney film debut here. And yeah, what a start! Yep. All right, let's go through the songs. All right, opens with "Where You Are." Yeah. Yep. <laughs> How far I'll go. <laughs> if I go, they're just no telling how far I'll go. <laughs> the only song Lindwell actually sings, We Know the Way. <laughs> uh, the rock song, You're Welcome. Woo! <laughs> and the Jermaine Clement song, Shiny. Oh my God. <laughs> the crowd so song. I just want to briefly bring up, technically, there is also a uh, a reprise. Oh, we, yes. we don't count reprises here. Yeah, but I just want to point that out for uh, how far I'll go. How far I'll Returns, go a reprise. And in my opinion, is better the second time. I agree. Because it's over the water hump. It's such a great moment. Like, when that when that kicks in, uh, it's just such a good moment in that movie. It's probably my favorite part of the movie. But anyway... But yes, you're right. We can lump that into one song. Um, I am really torn here between How Far I'll Go and You're Welcome, and for completely different reasons. <laughs> how Far I'll Go is a great want song. It is like the soul of this movie. It is Moana as a character, and it's so well-written and so catchy. But You're Welcome follows in the tradition of Akuna Matata and is even more catchy associated with a fun character and literally will not escape your brain for days upon end. I want to say it's more in line with I just can't wait to be king because it takes you to this alternate world. It does, and that's why I'm a little weaker on it because I'm not really a fan of when they do that. No, his tattoo but, dance. But, yes, his tattoo stance. <laughs> but as a song, it's quite a feat. Like, it's so catchy. I'm waiting for the a doctor opinion here. <laughs> it's like arguing for Hakuna Matata when yeah. Circle of Life is actually on the table. Like, <laughs> how far I, I'll go is definitely the winner. Actually, they're all so good, though. Yeah, they're all good, but we need to pick one. How far I'll go, it, just like what Matt just said, it, it personifies the movie. But I, I love feeling, your welcome. I'm just going to say that. I but I have a feeling you. that Christy is going to have an argument for your That's welcome. fine. I'm I'm all for it. Yeah, I wasn't I'm really prepared. I was welcome. just like letting it bubble over. Yeah. All right, Christy, go for it. You literally walk out of the theater. That's all you could think about. <laughs> and like, Maui is such a cool character because he like, um, you know, he's not the villain of the story. No. Um, but he's. Issues. <laughs> He's complicated. Yeah. He's a complicated guy. And I love him <laughs> and I love your welcome. <laughs> <laughs> to, be honest, to be honest, I left the theater, all three of us, because we all yeah. sat together, we're all singing away, away. The fact that that's the, what I that was like, you know the way, even though we're not talking about it, yeah. might actually be the best song of the film because it is. <laughs> Using Maori lyrics in a Disney song. Yeah. It's catchy. It's a song you walk out of singing. 
It's literally the song that friend of the show, James, <laughs> would continuously watch after we showed him. That is true. He loves it. It wasn't any of the other songs. It wasn't How Far I'll Go. It wasn't You're Welcome. It was We Know the Way. Friend of the show. <laughs> yes. I forgot how obsessed he was with that song. <laughs> um, what about Shiny? It is fun. Great. Shiny's great. Shiny's fun. When I first heard Shiny, I really didn't like it. It grew on me. Yeah. And now it's your favorite song. And if you guys. No, it's not Sweet of the Way. Oh, <laughs> way, way. No, oh no. Shiny. You always put it on. We're so split. Because I <laughs> think it's how far I'll go. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. Oh, no. All right. We have to choose one, people. Right. I mean, so, so we know it's not where you are or shiny. Correct. That way. Now, do we really want Dwayne, The Rock, Johnson <laughs> to be represented here? That's not the one I want to knock out first. I want to make an argument against We Know the Way. I think hey. you're right. It's fun and it's memorable and it's unique. But what I will say is it doesn't do anything with the story. I know you're right. I just like it. <laughs> I know you like it. I think we can. I think we can um, cut it because how far I'll go does more for the story. It does so right, much right, more. Back to back, especially the re, the reprise. Yes, the fact that it's it immediately it, right after it. Yes, that that's it, well, actually that chunk of it is actually the winner. But it connects the arc of Moana's. <laughs> it is it is Moana's arc because it's both her wanting to go on an adventure and it also her being like, oh, I. I now know what my like the meaning of this adventure is. Like I know why I'm here. Like I got I wanted to be someone like someone else. Now that I am someone else, I worked for it and I'm here. Now I know what I need to do. I it's mean, the I'm whole down story. For how far I'll go. But yeah. that was my original one. Any final arguments for your welcome? <laughs> what do you think? I mean, he killed an eel and buried its guts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they gave us coconuts. coconuts. <laughs> it's the signature Lin-Manuel song. <laughs> it is signature Lin-Manuel beat for beat. Yeah. What he does. I think you get more Lin in, in Kanto, but we'll get there. Oh, we'll anyway, get there. <laughs> let's move on. Yeah, yeah, you do. How far I'll go is your winner, I think. All right. But if we could do God. like three songs uh, for this movie, we probably <laughs> would. I'm, I'm just sorry. Oh, yeah, no, this entire bracket could be Moana. But and, and, and then let it go. That's like it. Right. Yeah. But the next one though, we have talked briefly about Ralph Breaks the Internet. Is it yes. a musical? Not really in the traditional sense, but there are a couple of musical scenes. Yes, like again, two scenes. You're gonna one have to do is in this heavy place, lifting here. Which is the Disney Princess is singing. Right. And the other one is the actual want song after they literally talk about the want song, a place called Slaughter Race. Yeah, it's a little too wink wink self-referential for my tastes. Even when I saw it, I was like, really, they're gonna do a want song after discussing the term want song. I was like, all right, guys, all right, come on. It's fine. I don't know. I, I don't really uh, I care which one here uh, because oh, I don't we're, particularly... we're just gonna claim it. Yeah. Uh, place called Slaughter Race. It's it's gonna get knocked out immediately. It's not gonna make the bracket, but uh, yeah, I just like it's. I don't like those those movies either of them. 
is what I'll say. No, but it does get its one mention here. Okay, bye bye. <laughs> Moving on to hey, remember when they made Frozen? What uh-huh. if they did that again? They did, in fact. It was called Frozen 2, and I don't remember a goddamn thing about it. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> That's not true. I remember some things about it. But just as a whole, I feel like it's less memorable. The songs are less memorable, except for one. Um, one of the songs in Frozen 2. Refresh our memories. So, Frozen 2 starts off with the lullaby, All is Found. Uh-huh. Um, then it gets right into the story with some things never change. Oh, like the yeah. love that I feel for you. Right. Um, the song, then the Idina Menzel mm-hmm. Let It Go riff of Into the Unknown. Yeah. It's Into the Unknown. <laughs> into the Unknown. <laughs> yeah, Into the Unknown. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I feel like they came with the melody first and then the lyrics later. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to like squeeze a square peg in the round hole there. Anyway. <laughs> Anyways, um, then the um, reprise Josh Gad song, uh-huh. When I'm Older. Yeah. The actual banger here because they didn't give Kristoff one, uh-huh. uh, which is Lost in the Woods, your 80s <sighs> song. Yeah, that is a thing that happens in that movie. The music video. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, your ending song, which was supposed to be your Oscar song, but they kept it because it was spoilery. Show what? yourself. Right. And uh, the next right thing, which is sung by uh, Kristen Bell towards the end of the film. Right. After she's all alone and off to do the next right thing. Show, another note about Show Yourself. Show Yourself is also the song where everybody was like, oh, clearly Elsa is gay when everybody heard the song. But in the context of the movie, it's not at all that. And it, it just, I don't know. I'm still, it makes me pissed. It still makes me pissed. That character should be gay. Yeah. Like, unofficially. Oh, we just but... talked a whole lot about Disney and not being gay on <laughs> we did. the podcast. We sure did. Um, but it's into the unknown, right? Right, people? Come on. No, it's it's no. Oh no! We're doing the best Disney music video, one hundred percent. Fantastic, but it's ridiculous. It's Jonathan Groff. But who is it for? That was what I asked when I saw that movie. I was like, the kids don't care about this, and the parents at this point are even too young to get this. Like. Who is this made for? For me. Or for Christy. <laughs> I was going to say, I think it was made for us, but because I loved it. <laughs> it's funny. It's such a is, it the, is it the, the song that defines the movie? No, I don't yes, think so. Yes, it does. Oh, but we're going to talk the hell about it right now. <laughs> no, I think that, I think that it's the, you're making the... the woods for a long yeah. <laughs> yes, I think it's you're them making... making up for not giving him a song in Frozen. Because Reindeers is Better Than People doesn't count as an actual song. No. I don't know. It's tough because, like, I don't like the idea of giving it to something that's about one character for one scene. Like, Into the Unknown is actually about... You're right. We shouldn't give it to Let It Go. It's about one character in one scene. 
But it's oh also the theme of the movie. That's not fair. You can't just Lost in the Woods is out next. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yes, I get, I get what you're saying. It's fun. But, like, that's not what we're talking about here. Also, I don't think Lost in the Woods competes in this bracket. All right. Um, well, my next vote would have been All is Found because Casey Musgrave sings it. <laughs> I, gonna, I, do, I do love that version. I was thinking the same. Yeah, but that version is not eligible since it's not the version. I know. That's no, just, no, that's I'm the. Just, so. I'm just, that's yeah. the during the cre- credits scene. Yeah. I mean, it is a good movie or a good song. Although Into the Unknown is sung by Brandon Lee. So I'll say Into the Unknown, but with the honorable mention, The Lost in the Woods. All right. So Into the Unknown. <laughs> Yeah, into the onion. I'm gonna give honorable mention to All Is Found because that song <laughs> is good. It's a good song. All right. Speaking of good songs, and last but not least, here we go. It's time to say hello to our good friend Recency Bias because it's time to talk about Encanto. Hello, Recency Bias. <laughs> My so, name's Media Boat. <laughs> yeah, it's been a few years, uh, so like a little gap, but we do have a new musical talk about here. Yep, Encanto came out just a few months ago, so it's on everybody's uh, mind. Also, it happens to have a song that was literally the number one song for several weeks up until recent, like this week. It so, was literally on Kiss FM this morning. <laughs> yeah, radio <laughs> was playing Radio this. streaming everywhere. But there are oh, other God. songs in this film that are not, we don't talk about Reno. What are they? Yes, it starts off with it literally introducing you to 10 yeah. different people, the family Madrigal. Yeah. And it also takes you through the town. And by the end, you're all caught up. It does a whole lot of yeah. the heavy lifting of this film. <laughs> heavy lifting. I see what you did there. Oh, no. We'll get the surface pressure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the second one is Waiting on a Miracle, which is your want song. Yeah. Then it's surface pressure. The Lin-Manuelist of Lin-Manuel songs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Followed by yeah. We Don't Talk About Bruno. Actually, us talking about Bruno. Um, the song that wasn't Oscar nominated for dumb reasons. <laughs> um, followed by What Else Can I Do? Where all the plants are popping up, and it's bright, and it's mm-hmm. colorful, and beautiful. And lastly, all of you, which is the ending song. No note that Dos Ogritos <laughs> is not yes. on this list. I was going to say you did not include the one that's up for the Oscar this year because it's the voice of God sings that. Yeah, it's sung oh. off screen. It's not diegetic. Off screen does not count. Um. The voice of Sebastian Yatara sings it. I really enjoy these songs. I like everything on this list. Just going to say that right now. I don't think there's a stinker in the bunch. But the sheer journey that we don't talk about Bruno has been on (laughs) since this film came out. The spread like wildfire that this song has done through everybody's brain, through everyone's children. <laughs> this is the one song that every kid demands to hear right now. If you ask any five-year-old in the United States what song they want to hear, it's this. Guaranteed. 
Is right this pulled from your nieces? Yes. <laughs> On Christmas Day, when we went to visit my family, my niece was constantly singing this. Like, that's all she said. That's all she did. What? She was like, we don't talk about food. No, no. That's how she said it, too. You really hit that no. Just I feel funny. bad for people named Bruno, but I mean, <laughs> Seriously. Before this song, I feel bad for people named Bruno. Yeah, Bruce Willis, wherever you are, man, we're thinking about you. That's not his um, name. His name is Bruce, not when Bruno. He record, when he did jazz records, he recorded as Bruno. Wait, Bruce Willis has jazz records? Oh my God, <laughs> you. <laughs> you have some Googling to do. You know, yes, we are very all very uh, apologetic to. I think it's Bruno called the Mars. Return of now Bruno. Mars, I think whatever. it's his, his album. He see Bruno Mars removed his name. Oh yeah, Bruno Mars is a Bruno. I forgot about that. Yeah, who cares about him? Who cares about him? <laughs> um, I mean, does somebody want to make an argument for something that's not? We don't talk about Bruno. Yeah, yes, I'm making surface the argument pressure. For... Ah, yes, surface pressure. I like it okay. too. All right. Yeah. Surface pressure is good. It's catchy it's too. The most Lindenwell song Lindenwell's ever wrote, especially since he wrote it about himself and the pressure that he feels <laughs> following the success of Moana. <laughs> I just uh, oh, sorry. I... following the success of Hamilton. Yeah, uh-huh. probably a little bit more. <laughs> I just don't know. I but compared back to back though. We Don't Talk About Bruno is such an interesting song because of how elaborate it is. There's so many different lines involved. And I'm a sucker for any musical song that has overlapping vocals. I love that shit. And this song does that. Yeah, but then so you're, you're only paying attention to every like, little piece here. I mean, yeah, Christy brings up that, yeah, Surface Pressure is a theme of the movie. I don't think it's the overarching theme of the movie, but it's definitely important to it. Is we don't uh, talk about Bruno the overarching theme of the movie? No, it's not. It's filler. <laughs> no, no, no. That goes to the family madrigal. Right, yeah. If you want to get to the no, if you want to get to the theme, it's waiting on a miracle. <laughs> because that's the want song. And that's why to me, it is probably my favorite in the film, if you're just talking about song. Like it's the moment while I was watching it for the first time where I was like, oh, this whole this the, the songs in this are really good. That was the moment where I was like, oh, shoot, we have a, this, this is a special, something special. Uh, but we don't talk about Bruno, song? though, is an event. I'm sorry. The Fairly Madrigal is an event. Yeah. You're introduced to 10 different characters. <laughs> and by the end of that three-minute song, you know all 10 characters of the family, who they are, who they belong to in the family, how they came in the family, and what they do. Yeah, it's literally the whole lifting of the film in those three minutes. You're not wrong. Lindenwell putting exposition up the wazoo in three minutes. Yeah, but they're all great. I'm not arguing that they're not. But we need to pick one song to represent the entire movie. And to me, I think it's just it doesn't seem right to ignore the fact that how much of a juggernaut we don't talk about Bruno is then. You mean besides the fact that we want to start this um, bracket because of that song? That is, and also, yeah, it, is, it was the inspiration for me thinking of this format was because, like, it's got me thinking about these songs again. So I don't know. I think it's the winner here, but if you guys are super serious about surface pressure, I get it. Serious. Personally, I don't get the hype. <laughs> 
<laughs> about Bruno? I don't even the think Bruno it's, hype? I don't think it's anywhere near the best song in the movie. But, wow. But I think we can't ignore wow. the implications it's had. Or the uh excuse me, the, yeah. the success. The it's success hard to... it's had. Right. Like, I literally heard it on Kiss FM this morning, and I was yeah. like, "Yeah, recency bias, recency is, bias." And that's I, where it gets tricky because we were in the all the other songs we were able to talk about the legacy, and here we really can't because it's being written right well, now. Well, and if we're talking about legacy, then you have to pick. We don't talk about Bruno because it will be the thing people remember about this movie. You're that's right. That's the only, honestly, that's probably going to be the only thing people remember <laughs> about this movie. <laughs> I, I hate to say it, but like that's oh, you're right. Yeah. In five years, we're all gonna remember we don't talk about Bruno, and we're probably not even gonna remember what this movie was about. It's the we let will, it, but like yeah. most people won't. I, I like the go. rhyming mechanics in surface pressure. Yeah. You're not wrong. It has it a lot good. of good wordplay. But yeah, it's They're the let good. go of this. It, the, we don't talk about Bruno as the let go, except let go is a better song. And so that's why I'm like, yeah, I want to reward it, but I also, like, you're not wrong that there are songs that are technically better, but it is also a jam. And it is also, like, it, it's yeah, going it's, to go down as the thing. Yeah, I think Chris, so, you're right. right. Like, this is going to be the thing people right. remember for this. Well, we're voting for it. <laughs> yeah, I don't get it. I don't think it's a choice, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot what right. Miracle sounded like, and yeah. then I just Googled it, and it's I was good. like, oh, it's the breeze. Yes. Yeah, it's the breeze. <laughs> it is. It's the like breeze in the heights and yeah. waiting on a miracle. The same song, right? That is true. I mean, Lynn has a style that he works on, works in. You know, can't blame him for it. <laughs> anyway, surface pressure. I'm just voting for surface pressure because we didn't give it uh, your welcome. Same <laughs> kind of lyrical gymnastics. <laughs> That yeah. does. I'm mad about your welcome. All right. I'm mad about surface. Well, it's time to be mad about something else because now we get to break them down. We need four <laughs> songs. What a segue. <laughs> That's a great segue. <laughs> we need four songs from the Disney Renaissance era and four songs from the CG era, then we're done. That's all we need to do. All right. So let's get uh so let's look at the Renaissance area and immediately get rid of Home on the Range, Everest yes. Groove, Tarzan. Yes. The ones that we can only determine one song need like immediately. Let's just get rid of them because they don't. They're not going to hang. We already can know. We already know that. Yep. So but that after, means, um, real briefly, friends on the other side. Yeah. Do we uh, think it's gonna bite from the frog? I don't want to get rid of it yet. I don't either, but it's got a huge uphill to climb. Okay. How about this? So is that what, oh, is this basically you're saying that that would be your first elimination? Yes. Okay. All right. Let's go around and each of us come up with something that we want, that we would also like to see eliminated. I'm not saying that these are going to be eliminated yet, but what's the weakest one to everybody? I, mine, out of all these, I think I would want to eliminate zero to hero. Yeah, I'm okay with that. It's there's other there's stronger songs. It's a good song, yeah. but there are stronger songs. And we need four. We need four. So, is there any any song that we can lock in? Well, Beauty and the Beast. Uh, Christy says Beauty and the Beast. That's for a lock. I agree. I honestly okay. think 
if we want to go all in, I would think the top four are the top four. I think you're. Hmm. I would agree with you if it wasn't for Hellfire. Yeah, Hellfire is a. I think Hellfire has to be a lock. Then then I vote Under the Sea is in. Okay, Under the Sea (laughs) is a lock. You're right. I agree with you. So it's the one we argued on the most. (laughs) Okay, so if we're locking Under the Sea and Beauty and the Beast, and I think we should lock Hellfire. Hellfire is a. Anyone else back me up on that? Because if we're. When a villain like, goes the wind and Hellfire or me are like right there between right. Them. Well, and then you have you have the other two above it because it's only oh four. yeah, whole new world and Hakuna Matata both have both are very strong. Personally, I'd go whole new world over under the sea. What? I mean, I'd go but... the wind because of the lyrical. <laughs> oh, it is good. The lyrics of them they tell the story. Ah, uh, but Hellfire is so unique. I know. And it it, it, it it pains me, but if it has to be between Hellfire and one of the other ones, like in any of those three, I get why we would eliminate it. So I will I will take I will take that on the chin. We can we can eliminate Hellfire. I don't want to though. It's so good. I know, I know but I don't think we're gonna lose. Uh, we're gonna win the argument against against the room here. Against uh, Disney karaoke here. Against Whole New World and Hakuna Matata, who are obviously, I think, the other two locks here. I think I like Colors of the Wind better than both of those songs. I like Colors of the Wind both uh, better than all four of those songs. But I'm outnumbered, and I know that. I mean, like I said, Disney karaoke, <laughs> I like I'll Make a Man Out of You. Well, then. then. And we can throw I would swap out Colors of the Wind and... Like I would do the first three mm-hmm. colors of the wind. Okay. All right. is saying first three are locks, skip Hakuna Matata, lock colors of the wind. That's her proposal. Uh, I actually agree with that. You want to do that then? I'm okay with that because I don't really like Hakuna Matata as much as some people. Because Circle of Life is real rare. But that's another thing. I'm gonna keep ramming that. <laughs> I'm okay with. I agree. <laughs> no, I like this. I like. I like this four. I like Under the Beauty of the Beast, Whole New World, and Colors of the Wind. Honestly, I'm shocked that Pocahontas is getting represented at all. I am shocked as well. But <laughs> Colors of the Wind is artistically beautiful. Yeah. And lyrically stunning. Yeah, I agree. I agree. All right, we have a four for the Renaissance. Now, let's not kill each other. <laughs> Oh, you mean we're not going to go to a place called Slaughter Race? No, we're not. We're eliminating Slaughter Race. <laughs> See, I, I was going to say, I think this is easy. Yeah, this is really yeah, easy. Yeah, this is easier because we're eliminating two immediately. The two Frozens and the two Lins. Big deal. Yeah. yeah. We're... Oh, wow. Okay. I uh, agree. Well, we're, we're not going to argue for I See the Light? I don't know. I See the Light is good, but you're right. I know I you're right. <laughs> I know you're right. It's it's let it go. It's our far far all go. It's we don't talk about Bruno. And so the two frozen. Into the unknown. The unknown actually has an uphill battle here. I think it will lose in the bracket immediately. But I'm just I'm shocked it it, it made it this far. Well, you know, it's either that or I see the light. I would honestly love to see I see the light instead of into the unknown. I don't even know how I see the light. Whenever you say that, I think the glorious the fun. Oh, uh, it's the one where they're in the little boats and the lanterns yeah, are going the to the sky. Oh, but I don't know how 
Never mind. I think the unknown is stronger, though. All right. But, um, All right. So the two Idina Menzel songs and the two Menzel <laughs> songs. Wow. Uh, Broadway representing here. Broadway. Okay. So. Should have been lost in the woods. We would have gotten another Broadway boy. So yeah, it is. The switch. <laughs> so that means it is officially uh, Selection Tuesday. And we have Yay! our bracket. We have our bracket, everyone. Starting, and I'll just go over them, and then we can call it a night here. So our 16 songs, starting way, way back. With Pinocchio. In Pinocchio. When You Wish Upon a Star. Then we have Cinderella's A Dream is a Wish Your Heart Makes. We have 101 Dalmatians' Cruella de Vil. And The Jungle Book's The Bare Necessities. In the second era, we have the Aristocats, Everybody Wants to Be a Cat. We have The Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh, The Wonderful Thing About Tiggers. <laughs> we have The Great Mouse Detectives, The World's Greatest Criminal Mind. And we have Oliver and Company's Why Should I Worry? I have no idea what it is. Then in the Disney Renaissance era, we have Under the Sea from The Little oh, Mermaid. Yeah. We have Beauty and the Beast, Beauty and the Beast. We have Aladdin's A Whole New World. And Pocahontas's Color of the Colors of the Wind. And then in the CG era, we have Frozen's Let It Go, Moana's How Far I'll Go, Frozen 2's Into the Unknown, and Encanto's We Don't Talk About Bruno. Those are your 16 songs. One will win. And honestly, it may not be the one you're thinking of. I actually have no idea anymore. <laughs> I know. Hey, is it you like to put Hellfire back in there? Yeah, I know. My, my horse died. <laughs> No, it's too late. We already had the argument. Makes sense. I get where we landed on all these, but like, yeah, my soul. Yes, we need to have movie night. We need to have movie night. We'll all watch Hunchback again because people are sleeping. We'll see how good that song is. People are sleeping on it. That's all I'd say. All right. You don't have to sleep on the (laughs) Bebo podcast because we're not done. We get to do the rest of this bracket. our guests, it's optional if you would like to return, but of course we'd have you if you do want to. I know this was a little bit of a slog, um, so it's up to you. But yeah, we will be doing head-to-head battles uh, to see who will reign supreme at the top of this bracket. So next time you join us, we will do that. So look forward to it. Yep. Uh, you can catch more episodes of the regular episodes of the Mutable Podcast with your podcasting feeds. Yep. Uh, and you can listen to the rest of the tournament as well. Yeah. Unless you're related to the future, in which case you listen to the next episode right now. All right. See ya. Bye. Bye.